are listening to Oh This Podcast on the Live 9 Podcast Network. This show may contain colorful language and topics. If you are sensitive to this, please be advised. Now on to the show. Everybody, welcome to another edition of Oh This Podcast. Yes, it is Oh This Podcast. It is the forty-first episode. We back forty. We we back in, in full force. And twenty eighteen is upon us. Steve, thank you for joining me. Thank you, my friend. How for, are you doing? I'm doing well. For people who forgot, my name is Patrick. And my name is Steve. Yes, and we do this podcast. It's been a little bit, uh, and we want to thank everybody for their patience uh, as we've been. Uh, Going through some stuff in the 2018. We've been touring Europe's uh, Scandinavia in, in the subcontinent. Yes, in the sub- <laughs> yes. Our our book tour has been, uh, you know, keeping us mighty, mighty busy <laughs> for the past little bit. But um, we're happy to be here in our 41st episode, our Glenn Rice episode, the master three point three point marksman of uh, <laughs> uh, the the Charlotte Hornets and the Miami of Heat. How do you how do you like to picture your Glenn Rice? I like to picture him in a turquoise and uh, purple. <laughs> yeah. You know, st- sticky rice. There you go. Like, yeah. you're thinking starter jacket. Like Oh, for yeah. sure. Okay. For sure. 100% yes. uh, starter jacket. But, um, you know, in our absence, we've had a little bit of time, but we still haven't gotten kicked off of the internet fully. So no, Steve, they've still given us uh, permission to go on. Yeah, we still have the internet. So, Steve, tell everybody about the show, what they can expect coming through 2018 a little bit. You know, don't reveal all the secrets. No, we got to keep a little bit back, uh, you know, just for the intrigue. But, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm a little a little rusty on this, so uh, let's let's bust it out. Let's knock off the rust here. Uh, if you want to catch us on the internet, so you can check us out at ohthispodcast.com. Uh, we've got all the episodes and uh, goodies uh, to be found there. You can uh, check us out on Facebook, uh, like the uh, like our Facebook page. You can also uh, follow us on Twitter. Um, we also uh, every now and again will uh, uh, post out uh, things uh, when we finish an episode. You can catch our, you know wherever your preferred podcast provider is. Uh, you can uh, find our episodes. Out, <clears throat> excuse me, out there. Um, you know if you want to uh, you know be if you're an Android guy, you can find it out there. If you're an iPhone person, you can get it there. If you don't like either one of those, uh, maybe a Windows phone or something. I'm sure they probably found an app or something, or you could just download someone else's or borrow someone's device if you actually want to listen to us. And if you really, <laughs> really want, send us a post uh, self-addressed stamped envelope, and I will burn you a copy. <laughs> we'll, of, we'll put it on. I'll a, put it on a CD for you. Oh, why don't we just put on a floppy disk? I don't think that's enough space. You no, know? well, I, I mean, we, it would be a series. It'd be like one of the old computer games where you needed like eight discs to play it. Yeah, to play <laughs> one half of the episode. <laughs> it, that would that's a that's a new invention here for uh, oh this podcast in 2018. <laughs> but uh, you can also, uh, if you want to support our uh, our lovely endeavor here, uh, you can check us out on Patreon. You can also uh, uh, on our site. Uh, you can click through to the uh, varying shopping links and uh, su- help support the show that way. Uh, any any support we get, uh, you know, makes us uh, feel good inside, and it helps us uh, do this thing that we do. Absolutely, absolutely. So, Steve, I know it's been a little bit, and you just did some talking. I'm going to make you do more talking. Oh, man. You know, as we're watching the fine... We're in the Learning Annex recording, and we've got (laughs) in the background the fine feature film of Jack going on, Robin Williams' classic. (laughs) Uh, But 
people need to know what the beer of the week is uh, to enjoy this. And then also, you know, as we're coming to the end of January, uh, what's, what's a good winter beer that they should be enjoying? Oh, well, this one uh, is a little bit uh, p- a pushing to the, to the spring side of things. Uh, you gotta always look forward. Yeah, you know, you, you like I like to keep you know looking looking ahead, not not to, to you know to what's what's happened. Uh, but uh, you're a tastemaker, a trendsetter. Yeah. So I mean, while we've been the show's been on hiatus, we haven't stopped drinking beer in the meantime. So uh, this week we are drinking uh, uh, from War Pigs, uh, which is a collaboration between uh, Three Floyd's Brewing Company and Mickler. Um, we are drinking a beer called Foggy Geezer, which is a uh, hazy. Uh, IPA, double IPA, kind of uh, probably probably closer to a double IPA um, alcohol-wise. It comes in about 8%. And, uh, yeah, so with it being a hazy, kind of almost like a uh, – it's it's pretty much your Northeast-style IPA, but with a, a little bit of a uh, Three Floyds twist on it. Um, so it pours out, uh, you know, gold, yellow, cloudy. Um, you can't obviously can't be seeing through it. Uh, you're not gonna get that. Uh, you know, you're not gonna I'm get this scared of distorted those. image that you uh, as you're looking through the glass at uh, the person across from you. That's not gonna happen with this beer. I'm always scared of those golden yellow clouds. <laughs> you know, I don't even want to know what those what the storm is brewing there. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it uh, is really a, uh, a a really nice beer. Uh, juicy uh, grapefruit, uh, orange, like citrus and lemon from uh, the hops are that are in it, um, and a little bit of like uh, kind of grassy, like earth uh, earth notes to it to kind of balance it out. Um, like I said, it comes in at about eight percent alcohol, uh, so it's it's decent. Uh, it's it's got good bang for the buck, um, and it's it's around. Uh, it's mostly in the Chicagoland area, just given the uh, Three Floyds imprint, and this is kind of a joint venture that they've put together. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's a, it, they put in uh, 12 ounce cans, which is a uh, nice format. I'm that I very much appreciate these days because, uh, kind of the days of the bomber, uh, the big bottles of beer, it's just getting more and more challenging to like be forced into opening that big beer. And like, it's easy. Well, like on the show, like, yeah, okay, well we can split a bomber. No problem. But like, if you're just trying to go and enjoy a beer, uh, a can is kind of the, the exact Adequate. amount of, uh, of fluid that you need to yeah, enjoy absolutely. yourself. So um, it comes in on uh, Beer Advocate at 4.11 out of 5 and a Rate Beer at 97 out of 100. It's tasty. Yeah. It's, it's rated good, well. What it's about, a, what about on beverage? Rate Steve. On Rate Steve, it is a, uh, I don't know, are we rating me or are we rating Steve my rate beer, beer taste? Dot, SteveRateBeer.org.edu.gov. <laughs> Backslash Creed Thoughts. Yeah. Um, I would say, I would pay, put this in the... Uh, I get a, f- a four point two five. Nice, yeah. Very it's good. a it's a very nice beer on, on the on the scale of five. Uh, it's not anything that's going to uh, you know challenge the notion of everything you know about beer. But if you're into the uh, hazy IPA, which is the you know one of the big trends in the brewing world right now, um, it's a very uh, strong effort. And like I said, it's got a little bit of the uh, Midwest twist on it uh, with uh, three Floyds. So uh, very good beer comes in a black can and uh, is very uh, very tasty. Awesome, awesome. So we got our beer. What are we talking about this week? We're just we're just jumping in. Yeah, we're, we're going we're, we're, we, we, we're we all killer kill no filler like the, the <laughs> like the Sum Forty One album, right? Come on in, the water's <laughs> warm. Well, my friend, uh, yeah, we've been on a, a little bit of a hiatus, uh, just 
not not for any uh you know not like we're having a beatles type hiatus or anything like that where uh you know george harrison is Robbie Shankar <laughs> is, is ducking out and uh we've got uh lennon and, and yoko doing things so we've just been uh one sick two uh traveling for the holidays and three fucking busy um so we'll get back to our normal schedule here uh in in, in short order um but yeah i mean Got to got to do a little bit of exploring, you know, find myself during this whole time. Uh, went out to Death Valley. You were trying to find the Undertaker's birthplace. I, damn Skippy. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, I was listening to another podcast, the Attitude Era podcast, uh, and because there is a episode that centers around uh, Kane and this book that the W, this novel that the WWE had written about Kane's backstory. Okay. And obviously has a lot of Undertaker uh, in, involved in that. If you're not familiar with the wrestling uh, uh, vernacular, go just do a little digging on Undertaker and Kane, and you'll you'll, you'll catch up quick. It's not, <laughs> it's not a challenging read. We'll just we put it that two way. Two large men um, but, <laughs> who but, wrestle uh, each other. But uh, I was just – that just popped in because my buddy had been bugging me. He's like, you got to listen to this episode. Thanks. Shout out to Mikey Wilde, our good friend. Um, he's like, you got to check this episode out. It's, it's hysterical. And – I can make that recommendation. So if, if I've done two things during this hiatus, it's I went to Death Valley. I did not find the Undertaker there, but I, I saw some rocks. Okay. Uh, desert. Yeah, that was that was cool. Uh, the stars, actually, fairly impressive. Like, given that how far away it is from like Vegas and um, L.A., um, how dark it gets there. Right, right, right. <clears throat> you could definitely tell that there's light pollution, um, but it's it's wild. I mean, it's it's absolutely beautiful. Um, but yeah, so I did that, and I uh, listened to a podcast about uh, about Kane. <laughs> nice, nice. See, I, I was trying to not freeze my giblets off the entire yeah. of this. Like we've been having some, you know, and most of our Midwestern and Chicago based listeners will understand the the single degree temperatures that we've had, and it's just absolutely been crazy here. It's starting to warm up where it's getting into like the fifties and stuff. But yeah, well, shit. I was here. I got here on Monday. Mm-hmm. It was. 50-ish, I'd say, 50, 55, and raining, like pouring rain. Right. And then I woke up in the morning, and there was four inches of snow on the ground. Yeah, a little bit of snow, <laughs> a little bit of snow, and yeah. freezing rain. And, and then, yeah, then it got cold. Then, it, then we had freezing rain, and then tomorrow it's going to be 55 again. Yeah, it's just been odd. So, like, I know that it's just been, like, the weird thing. So trying to, like, manage all that and just, like, a bunch of different stuff. I mean, we saw some hockey games. We went up. Oh, we did. This, yeah, so... Went up to the Great Lakes uh, region of Wisconsin. You know, some may say it's Canada, which they might be correct. I finally got my passport <laughs> to legally go into Wisconsin. <laughs> don't uh, have to smuggle Patrick over the border exactly. in the trunk. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's been a good couple of weeks. Like, it's definitely been um, it's been challenging, too. Sure. Like, it's been stressful. Well, yeah, um, you parted with a dear member of your collection uh, very recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, the Stratocaster is yeah. uh, no longer no longer here, but it's been it's been transferred to good hands. Yep, it has been. We've uh, we've taken and reaffirmed our love for music and the ability and the desire to want to take and do that uh, more and more professionally, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. Very, you know, it's 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 always tough to lose a guitar. 
but then you know you know they, they'll always make more that's their business yeah kind of you know thing. it's uh, like they uh like we've been to the factory and yeah? the, we've seen some of them oh, fuck you dave <laughs> <laughs> oh that that bastard dave <laughs> and his, his quinoa his salad. salad can fuck right off yeah, God, <laughs> that, dave. I, if we haven't talked about that on the show we could talk about worst customer experiences uh and maybe we'll do a segment because that would be one of them i think it would absolutely <laughs> be one of them so. so hey look we've already done this is a, a solid production meeting we've got a topic for a later show exactly <laughs> market red and stimpy <laughs> um yeah so outside of uh that i mean yeah just uh i got to spend a actual a week in my own home which was a, a rarity uh yeah. the past few months so uh that was that was nice i got to experience california and, and remember all the things and then as soon as i left there were earthquakes and uh mudslides and floods and all that good stuff so, so who's running the bar and making mudslides when there's <laughs> earthquakes right you know what i'm saying i'm man i i was talking about that then i was like man i like a, like i like a mudslide like uh, but what say you my man yeah like, i haven't had a mudslide since i've been to like a tgi fridays or like a chili's in a long uh, yeah time. and it was definitely it. branded too oh, was yeah, it not like yeah. i think it was tgi fridays like mudslide mix my yeah. parents had a bottle of it yeah you go to the like you have to get it at those locations i don't think i've ever been out to like a bar and it's like Oh, barkeep, give Bar- me your <laughs> finest of uh, mudslides. I've done White Russians. That'll be yes. 100% like acceptable in any location. But yeah, the mudslide, it's like it's just too much effort. You never know if they got a blender. Yeah, the, the thing with like the heavy mixed drinks, I think, is like you got to be careful where you order them. Like Vegas, no sweat. Like they got a full bar. Uh, but like you go to like the ta- like a townie bar in the suburbs and stuff, and it's like, hey, give me a, a White Russian and – you don't know what necessarily what you're going to get. Yeah, you never know when they got that cream, like how yeah. long that's been sitting around. <laughs> or if they're just pouring you the pre-made white Russian. <laughs> oh, God, that's actually bad. That's not that bad. It's, it wasn't terrible, but it needed a kick in the ass. Yeah, it's nothing like blood orange Diet Coke. That's yeah, Patrick, uh, pa- this is another uh, area where Patrick has expanded his life. Uh, he decided that he was going to buy a, was that a six-pack, eight-pack? I think it's an eight-pack. Eight-pack of... 12 ounce cans uh well they're they're 12 ounce cans but they're narrow they're like red bull style cans um like they're the tall narrow ones um of zesty blood orange diet coke for some compelling reason i'm not sure what it was the packaging (laughs) i was like "Ooh, it's an orange and you likened it to the excretion from a uh a goat i believe was the uh it tastes like goat piss yeah (laughs) From what I could imagine it would taste like. I don't have a ton of research in this area, but you're drinking it for science now. I, I drank one. I can confirm. Well, I shouldn't say I can confirm because I have <laughs> I not had. I can confirm it doesn't taste like goat piss. I, I have not uh, enjoyed myself goat piss, um, but I can say that I don't think it does taste like goat urine. Um, but I will leave it, you know. You should never be 100% positive on anything. You gotta, you always have to leave a little margin for error. For science. <laughs> for science. Yes. So that basically catches you up. Um, so the world. <laughs> the world on what we've been doing. Very exciting and important things. Uh, well, one other thing that we can go into in much more depth. Uh, Patrick has been enjoying this, uh, this retail experience very much lately. And uh, I've been known to peruse as well. Uh, We've got to get on to uh, our, our favorite Swedish home furnishing store. Yes. Our favorite Swedish modern, mo- <laughs> modern modular, modular, modern, modular, modular, modern furniture store retailer that is blue and yellow. <laughs> that narrows it down to like one. Yeah, I think we've I think we've got it. Uh, so my friend, 
you've just made some uh, some intriguing purchases at IKEA. Uh, you've you've gone through the uh, the winding road of of which they put you through the in order to winding road. to actually procure something. Does do you think that leads you to buy more, or do you think it, it has no impact? Because like I don't if, for those of you who haven't been into a IKEA. I mean, a lot of the stuff, like they have their whole design and uh, layout stuff where they show you everything. Um, but a lot of the like the furniture and larger items, you have to actually go downstairs into a warehouse and pick it out of the warehouse rather than just grabbing it off of a shelf upstairs and then going straight to the checkout. See, for me, Ikea is like, it's weird. It's like the double-edged sword. It's the place you love to hate. And the reason you hate it is because it's so full of people. Mm-hmm. And you love it because it's also like I find it kind of somewhat cathartic to walk through IKEA, and like if I'm like know what I want, but I'm just like kind of like perusing through sure. and just like kind of being on my own. I did it on Sunday, you know. I walked through. Um, I knew like I needed some things, like mm-hmm. two things uh, that I wanted, but just like the act of like zoning out and like being okay. I don't care where I'm going, kind of thing. Getting lost in that maze was good. Now, also, you got to watch out for all the kids that are just like oh, God, yeah. zooming through there. But I mean, IKEA is one of the best experiences. I like. I I enjoy it. So you're a, you're a fan of the IKEA retail I'm pro. experience. I, I'm yeah. pro. Um, I, I'm I don't like how they nickel and dime you on like the shipping. Like if you ever oh, yeah. anything shipped from there, it's a miserable. <clears throat> yeah, well, it's horrible because it's it goes. It's not them who ships it. They they basically yeah they gen out for yeah. like moving companies to do it, and it's like best part is they they actually move it into like your apartment and sure like they'll do that but still it's a pain um but like one of the best things about going to ikea is the swedish meatballs oh obviously yeah the swedish <laughs> <laughs> yes the uh the <clears throat> fine uh because i mean i think we're both at a point in our in our lives where it has become less socially acceptable for us to eat at a cafeteria style environment. Okay. Yeah. Um, or food court. Yeah, such. or food court. Um, at a mall establishment. And I'll I'll fucking eat at the IKEA any day. Like just go to house. I ain't scared. Yeah. And it's not because it's good. It's just because I'm there. And it, it's there. And it's <laughs> it's a, not bad either. <laughs> it's not the worst thing in the world. I will say their breakfast could use some work. Um, I've but, never been there for breakfast, but I remember checking out at not the food court, but you know how they have the one uh, generally, like the grab and go right by the checkout. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That you send the kids to. There was this lady there. Uh, God, it was a couple of times ago that I was there picking up something because you know you buy one thing of IKEA, you forget the shelves. You have to keep going back, and that's sure. how they get you. But this lady was maybe a petite Asian lady, and she had was maybe five foot two, maybe like ninety pounds at best. She must have had kids or something like walking around or something like that. Or I'm assuming otherwise she had two hands full. Each hand had six hot dogs in it. And I'm just like, what's going on here? Hot dogs are horse dogs. (laughs) Horse dogs. Uh, And I don't like, I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Is she going to eat all 12 of these? I'm like, it's not Costco. And these are, they were 75 cents a piece or something like that. I'm like, so, like, we can have a debate about Costco versus Ikea and the merits and the validity of which dog is a better one. I've never personally sampled the Swedish hot dog I have not either. Yeah. Well, so, there's another thing for science. Yep. So, we got <laughs> see, we got a new episode right <laughs> here. Um, but, yeah, it's like I love Ikea. The sweet, Swedish meatballs are always good. Like, I think it's do you like the Do you like the lingonberries? Oh, yeah. You got to get it. See, I don't fuck around with the lingonberry. 
Just give me the meatball, give me the sauce, but not keep the lingonberries. The question is, you got extra meatball? Oh, I mean, what's the what's the upcharge there? Like a buck? A dollar, yeah. 50 cents for like eight more? Yeah, of course. It cost I mean, you like nine bucks for the first five and then eight more for 50 cents. <laughs> they, had, they had to slaughter like three more horses to right, get it there. Right, but. right, <laughs> Some people might not understand this horse meat joke that you're making. That's so true. I think you need to explain that. Uh, so Ikea had uh, one of their suppliers for their food, for their food supply um, or vendors, uh, wound up having some of the meat that they use to make their meatballs. Con- I, I don't want to say contaminated with horse meat because in some countries they eat it, but it was mixed in. So some people got some horse meatballs involved. With, I mean, as, as a blend, we're talking ground meat here. Right, right, um, right. But yes, there was technically horse involved. It's like ostrich. You eat more. It's less <laughs> fat, but you eat more of it. Um, um, yeah, so like I go to Ikea. Like, so I just go to Ikea, and it's not just like, I know the furniture is not going to last. It's, you know, some of it lasts. Yeah, I, I have some stuff that's surprisingly lasted a long time. Right, but it's like, it's also like, if it doesn't get knocked around, or if it does get knocked around and it doesn't last, I'm not too upset about it. But the one thing sure. that always kind of sucks, and again, like the cathartic moment kind of sucks kind of moment too, is like putting it together. Oh, it's like funny. some of the things are like really awesome. And let me tell you, if, it, if the Ikea... Uh, instructions say have two people in there <laughs> you could probably get away with one if it's got the third Swedish guy who's there you probably need at least two people because <laughs> I almost killed myself putting this bookcase together the uh, my I I think I've gotten to the point in my life where I am over assembling furniture like yeah. the Ikea furniture because that's where your supposed cost savings are coming in is because you don't have they don't assemble it for you so they're not marking up the assembly and, and all that shit and it's flat packed so it's easy to move around and yeah that's great and you know some of their furniture works out really well it's very simple the more shelves it has the less likely i like you want to be putting that shelves shit together. or drawers shelves or drawers that i mean i'm not i'm not here to to you know call out Ikea and tell them to uh, change their business because they, they know what they're doing, but they're not getting my business anymore on that shit. Unless it's a very simple, like a, a four, you know, like they have like a cube type shelf. Like that's yeah. as far as I'm going. If it goes any more than a, you know, two by a, two. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Goes any more than that. Fuck that nonsense. You've got what? Like eight by eight. It's five by f- or five by five. Wait, what? no, is it five by five or something like that? But the thing like it, the thing weighed, like 89 pounds the first box, okay. 89 pounds the second box. I'm like, okay, that's not good. It'll probably lighten up a little bit as I turn around. Thing weighs about like 200 pounds or something <laughs> like that. It was one of the heaviest things I've ever put together. And like, they're like, okay, the part that was interesting about it was like, put it all together. And then the final step is you got to flip it over and screw two screws in the bottom. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, no. And like, Basically, what I did the first time when I flipped it over, I'm like, ah, I can flip it this way. And all of the shelves <laughs> inside like started to snap and break. I don't know how that thing is standing up right now, but it it does. It's a well, I mean, you you initially wanted to study architecture, so I'm sure you put in the a proper amount of design and engineering into this fine piece of furniture. It didn't not like there was <laughs> so much like it didn't fit in my living room to put it together. Yeah. Like it was so big. I'm like. I kind of misestimated this one a little bit here. <laughs> you got the, the Clark Griswold tree of, yeah. of bookshelves. Well, they're like, flip it over. And I'm like, I don't have that physical space <laughs> to flip it over. 
So I'm like trying to jerry rig it together. And that's one of the instructions said you should have three Swedish people uh-huh. help you instead of just Patrick. Well, Swedish people are usually smaller than Americans. So the, there's a conversion chart, I think. I've never been. I don't know. Well, I'm just saying I'm generally speaking, most other countries are smaller. Not not because that's a, a good or a bad thing. It's just, we well, Americans tend to eat a bit more. So. Eat their meatballs. <laughs> Eat their Swedish. They, they do. They enjoy a Swedish meatball, yes. and that adds to the uh, the Swedes. Not not huge meatball people. They just they they sell their Chief wares. Export, yeah. they, they sell their wares to the world. <laughs> right, right, right. Just export things. Like they also have like Danish. But like one of the things that I don't understand about uh, IKEA is Swedish fish are not from Sweden. I thought the candies. Uh, I mean. Like the whole I, fact, I that can't like, confirm nor deny it. I love Swedish fish, but like it seems like okay, I go shopping, 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 and then, damn, I I feel angry, and then oh, there's a bag of Swedish fish, <laughs> like up in the like the you know oh I'm gonna get I'm gonna I'm gonna hook some guys into get this one. Okay. See what I did there? Yeah, I do. You know, yeah. Throw a line out it. there yeah. to see if we can. Hook it's some landed. Up. You can yep, reel it yep, in now. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Our fish jokes are going there, and it's not even Friday. Um. Yeah. Like the Swedish fish there is always a funny thing to me. Like it, it just baffles me there. Like, why would that be? Like, is it? Are they going just on Swedish? I'm gonna look at Swedish fish. I think they're from like Connecticut. Maybe. I mean, I, I'm curious to find out what the reasoning is for them becoming Swedish. Or did did they immigrate there? Or, or you know, are they of Swedish and ancestry? I mean, there's there's got to be an answer somewhere on the internet. Um, but. Outside of the uh, you know the basics here, your your meatballs, you're wandering around aimlessly, you're dodging of of children in the uh, the aisles. Um, the the biggest challenge that I uh, I see in the IKEA is the uh, the random little things where you be like, oh yeah, I do need a cheese grater. And then I for walk away for $4. for four dollars, and I need a hundred and ten like, curly straws. The, the kitchen section, I'll always wind up walking away with some shit. It's like, yeah, I told, I told you, man, this is gonna make my life a lot easier. I need a lemon zester, and I never fucking use the thing. I bought, I bought like a thing that was basically I was trying to get like a lemon juicer. Okay, and I bought like a potato masher instead. <laughs> I'm like. Potatoes, lemons, it'll be about the it's same all, thing. It's about the same. Yeah, you know, it's about the same. I'm like, man, I'm going to use this every day. I've never used it once. <laughs> I washed it. That's about it. I bought it. cost ch- me like 38 cents. So when I was in college, uh, I needed a cheese grater. And I was like, oh, I'll just, you know, it's, I'm going to Ikea. So I'm sure I can find one there. And I looked around. I was like, oh, okay, you know, maybe I'll buy one. Then I went to the, they have a, uh, like a dented goods section or <laughs> a damaged goods section. Or like the extra screws. Or, or where like, uh, you know, floor model stuff has been, they've got a little, you know, it's the clearance section, so to speak. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and there was like a, a, a you know, a stand up cheese grater, or a nice one that you could put it in the bowl okay. and then everything drops out directly in there and you're not going to spill any on your true, counter. True, true, sure. And I got that bad boy for like 97 cents. And I, I, I definitely have used it. I can count on one hand and possibly only two fingers. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> it, I can't recall times where I ever used See, it. See, because there's this other than the Other than like two times making tacos like my senior year of college. See, but like that, we could talk about it. There is shredded cheese, but then there's the, the difference of getting a block of cheese and shredding right. it is different the moisture that's there and that's <laughs> again a third topic for another day 
prepackaged shredded cheese versus, uh, <laughs> straight off the block. Here, I'll I'll st- w- let's go on cheese right now. You call it shredded cheese, correct? Okay, because that's what everybody calls it. Well, you say that, but I have a friend whom you know who insists that it's called sprinkle cheese. That's Parmesan cheese. I did. I think it's none of the cheese. Parmesan cheese, you sprinkle, but it's called Parmesan cheese. Yeah, well, he insists that like you go get you know your your standard you know cheese that you're gonna throw on top of the taco. That's that's sprinkle cheese sprinkle because cheese. Be, and he and I say that the the cheese is not you're not calling it based on the action that you're taking. <laughs> Sprinkles. <laughs> Just because you sprinkle the cheese, I don't have to sprinkle that cheese. I could fucking ball that thing up and chuck it if I wanted to. But yeah, that's I, neither here nor there. We, says, we need to finish IKEA. <laughs> it says on the package shredded cheese. I I concur. Okay, so reading is fundamental. Well, um, the uh, more you know. What do you want me to do? I don't know. What do you want me to do? I, I just don't know. Uh, I I've I have not found anyone to corroborate that. I need to go uh, on AIM and talk to Fred Durst twenty four. <laughs> yes, uh, you do about this. That's a, you're exactly correct. <laughs> <laughs> that will get you an answer, my friend. <laughs> Durst twenty four one hundred percent has it. Nice. Um, but uh, last, my last uh, wrap here on on IKEA. Um, on the disasters, you talked about your your uh, shelving. Mine was a uh, approximately a four hour battle with a dresser. Okay. And uh, my you know my thought process was this is when we moved out of my the first place I lived in the city and we were moving to our place up in Logan Square, um, so on Troy Street mm-hmm. and we had a house um, and I needed a dresser because I was like oh you know I. Not like the most organized person in the world, but it's like, hey, I, I can throw a lot of the I can shirts put this and in the drawers and and socks and stuff like that I don't wear all the time because I had like other organizers for the stuff that I just you know kind of grab and go. And I was like, oh, I'll just go to IKEA, no sweat. I did. I found a dresser for thirty nine dollars, and it was it matched all of the stuff I had bought bought previously. This is fantastic. And then I start and I open up and I look at the drawer and I look at the amount of hardware and the <laughs> level you know how many drawers it had right. and it had three and i was like i gotta fucking repeat this three times and then it doesn't really give you a good picture of how things are angled so a drawer wound up backwards at one point um th- this thing uh it, like i said it took four hours and it was so I didn't realize how flimsy it was going to be. Oh yeah. So it like the bottom of the drawer it wasn't solid wood. It was like a piece of particle. So like I put all my stuff in there and then like within Thunk. a week, <laughs> a fucking I I had broken through it and it was useless. Yeah, I and, had that too. Like I think when I was moving out of there and moving to our other place in Logan Square, um, my girlfriend was like, "Oh, are you gonna bring this?" I was like, "That fucking demon seed is not going anywhere." <laughs> like I was sweating my ass off up in my room, like putting it together. It was like a like an early June night, and like I wasn't doing anything. I was like, "Yeah, perfect night to get this stuff done." I was sweating my ass off. I was swearing. I had you know, I like it, don't ever use the IKEA tools. Uh, by the way, oh yeah, you well, make sure you have, have a drill. normal tools yeah. uh, because you will make your life much easier. Um, I at one point considered just walking it out and throwing it over the balcony and just watching it explode. Thirty nine um, bucks, <laughs> but well spent. Uh, yes, so that was that was my dresser and that's my IKEA horror story. But I forgive them because they make meatballs. Yeah. 
See, that's the redeeming factor. Target doesn't make meatballs. <laughs> that's like how I buy my furniture at IKEA. What if, what if like other stores start getting into that game? Where, I mean, because like Target has like the little food court type things, yeah. in, in a lot of them. But like, what if other stores like what's Walmart's specialty food gonna be? Like, they got a corn balls. We, we gotta get a draw. So corn ballers, yeah. <laughs> hush puppies, <laughs> anything from Sam's Club. Ooh, too soon. Ooh, ouch. Um, all right, my friend. Well. We've we've spoken our piece about uh, the, the Swedish retail furniture business. Um, now we got to talk about another fun little little notion. Um, Notions of the ocean. Well, it, I mean, it's there. It's a real and they're real things, and it's also a notion. Um, <clears throat> the Hall of Fame, the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame, just voted to. Uh, um, put it in its class of tw- 2018, uh, inducting four uh, four very good baseball players into it. You got Vladimir Guerrero, Chipper Jones, Trevor Hoffman, and Jim Tomey. Um, like all great 90s players. Great 90s, great 2000s players. Yeah. Um, every one of them uh, certainly worthwhile, uh, uh, worthy candidates of being in uh, the Hall of Fame, uh, in my opinion. Um Plenty of people on the ballot that had no business being on the ballot that still got votes. Um, I think t- two people decided that they were going to vote for Kerry Wood, um, which I don't know why you'd bother. Um, ten people voted for Jamie Moyer, <laughs> who had a very long career, an interesting career, uh, but not necessarily Journeyman. not a Hall of Fame career. Um, and the obviously omissions of you don't have Barry Bonds anymore, or Barry Bonds is not has not made it in. Manny Ramirez has not made it in. Um, Sammy Sosa has not made it in. All oh, the Roger Clemens, the the, All the guys related guys. to steroids um, have not cleared the threshold to get in yet. But uh, thinking about that um, just got me going through my mind of because uh, I once went on a trip to the Baseball Hall of Fame when Frank Thomas was inducted, um, and I came across another Hall of Fame on that journey. On the way home, uh, we were driving. Uh, on 80 through Indiana and came across the one and only RV and motorhome hall of fame. Oh Jesus. <laughs> Have you ever seen that? No. It's a fucking massive building right off of 80 in Elkhart, Indiana. Okay. And it's a, it's a hall of fame dedicated to like the movers and shakers of the recreational vehicle and motorhome industry, like designers, salesmen, like, that kind of thing and like obviously like iconic vehicles and things like that but it this is a this is a real thing <laughs> that is crazy um did you guys stop did you take the tour oh well we were i was on my way home and i had to go to work that morning um so we were we were in a bit of a rush but i think it's like ten dollars to get in which i i thought might have been pricey but when you see how large this facility is you're like ten dollars a person is not going to cover this cost it's super heavily like subsidized by like some family or uh company within that industry um because it's like you look at it and be like holy crap like who is paying to go to this thing yeah <laughs> it's odd like there's always weird ones and i'm trying to think of his like if it was like a i'm not 100 percent sure about this but i don't know if it was the hall of fame or if it was like their like the the tracks hall of fame okay. or anything like that but when i was down in florida uh not this past year but the year before that and i had uh, gone to one of the finest establishments uh that is known to man as a greyhound track and i went to the west oh, palm yes. beach kennel club 
and they have like a Greyhound Walk of Fame or Hall of Fame as you enter. And I felt it felt great to be in the presence of such true athletes. <laughs> true athletes, yeah. Yeah, and then I just think about also like uh, the I've been to the National Bowling Stadium that's got a Hall of Fame inside okay. of it. Yeah, it's got like a I don't know remember. We didn't tour it because I think that was like five bucks. But we tried <laughs> to play a game on like the, they're like, no, you can't roll here. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's great. But like, like other professional sports, which ones have you been to? And I could, I, I'll go first. Yeah, go. I've been to none. You've been to none, really? Because I, I was going to ask you that. I've been to the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. Okay. That's it. Um, I would like to go to uh, Canton to go to the NFL Hall of Fame. Sure. Um not it's not like a must do thing for me. The basketball one's weird because it's not the NBA Hall of Fame. It's and the actually, basketball Hall of Fame. I actually kind of like that. Really? Cuz I don't. Well, because I think it celebrates the game of basketball and I think that there's different things. The, the tough part is like I would never go to an NCAA Hall of Fame. I mean, I I suppose the Baseball Hall of Fame has plenty of people who didn't play in Major League Baseball. Right. Um but it was mostly precursors or um, or different leagues. or different you know different leagues and things like that um whereas like the nba like there's just such a developed collegiate basketball you know, right association and, and i mean it does i i think i agree with you where where you say it does celebrate the game more often but i don't um i think it kind of diminishes some of the um allure a little bit just because it's got so much in there sure not that not that that's necessarily a bad thing but it does um kind of take the a little bit of the the shine off of it just just uh, enough to like make it a not where i don't have to go there right yeah i i mean is it in kansas too no it's in uh um what you call it it's out on the east coast um massachusetts really yeah it's somewhere out there. I, I thought it was in Kansas for some reason. No, no, no. It's out there. It's wherever they invented. It's near wherever they invented basketball. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's like so for me, like the Hall of Fames that I, I kind of want to put a list of going up to Toronto. Uh, oh, the Hockey Hall of Fame is beautiful. Fame. I haven't been in it, but I've been but that's to the building too. It's like the Hockey Hall of Fame has got multiple different. It's not. It's kind of like the Basketball Hall. Of yeah. Fame. It's not sure. the NHL there, but still, like that would definitely be one that I would be wanting to see. And then it's like of the not like a non-sports one that I want to get to mm-hmm. is obviously the rock and roll hall of fame right. going to Cleveland has got to be, you know, not only does Cleveland rock, it rolls too. <laughs> um, and you can go, you can kind of kill two birds with one stone. If you go to the NFL hall of fame and to the, uh, rock you could and roll just hall do fame. like, uh, you could do all, a lot of them. If you just did it all together, yeah. you could drive through Ohio, then through up to Toronto and then through New York and, mm-hmm. Kind of do it all in like the the East Coast kind of thing. sure. I mean that's where a lot of it is uh, set up, um, but yeah, I mean I don't get nearly as invested in the NFL and the uh, um, NBA Hall of Fame like voting processes. Uh, the Major League Baseball one uh, always irritates the living hell out of me. Um, just it's the writers. Well, no, not because it's the writers because I don't have a problem with the writers voting, um, but. I have a problem with the process that it goes by where um, you can, over the course of years, get in. Like, where if you're not in the first time, you can wait 10, you know, I think now the cap is 10 years. And, like, over the course of years, you can get in. And I think that's a stupid way of looking at it. Now, it does account a little bit for changes in generational um, 
you know, stuff. So as some older writers, you know, retire or drop out, lose their, lose their cards. Um, you have younger writers coming up where they might see a player in a different light. Um, but the, the notion to me that you aren't a hall of famer at first, but then you eventually become a hall of famer by virtue of this change in time. It doesn't, doesn't track with me. Right, right, right. Um, I had a question for you and this is it. And my question for you is around the Heisman and is the Heisman trophy like the way that that's done? Like it's a fraternity, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I believe so. Would you consider that to be a hall of fame? Hmm. Because no. it's like, it's a, it's a snapshot of one specific highlight. It's an MVP award. Yeah. It's but an there's MVP a, award. There's a, like a distinguished, like, okay, there's a club. There's like, you're in there. Like, Sure. It's very notable. And some p- people could say that that's like the college football, part of the college football hall of fame. But like, I'm just like ruminating on that one. Like, yeah, I wouldn't say it would be, but it's I don't like, think I it is. See, I can see some people making an argument that could be right. Yeah. I think, uh, I think you, you liken it right the first way when you said it's, it's the MVP award. Yeah. Um, I think that's, that's the best uh, way of describing it. But so I do have a few other Hall of because you said there's some uh, Hall of Fames that uh, you wanted to get to, like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, what say you about the uh, Insurance Hall of Fame? Is there an Insurance Hall of Fame? Yeah, oh yeah, there's an Insurance Hall of Fame. Like you, for like I will give you best one policies, one guess because we don't want to take up too much time. Okay, and, and you're a smart guy, so you might get it. Um, one guess as to where you think it's it's housed at a university. Okay. So I'll narrow it down that way. What university is the uh, <laughs> insurance hall of fame based out of? See, I think since State Farm is in Bloomington, Illinois. Okay. And I think that uh, Allstate is in Northbrook. And American Family is in Madison. Is in Madison. It's probably a Midwestern one. Okay. Pemco, yeah. Um, I'm either gonna say it's like something like Illinois State. Okay. University. Well, make a you got to make a firm commitment here, yeah, man. Yeah, it's either Illinois State. It's so I I I'm gonna go with Illinois State University. It is not at Illinois State University. It is at Roll Goddamn Tide, the University of Alabama. Really? <laughs> Why? I don't know. I'm sure there Nick was. Saban's a- <laughs> like, I'm gonna donate a Hall of Fame yeah. to insurance. <laughs> Uh, I, I only read a, a slight amount about the backstory, um, but it is for, uh, and I quote, uh, leaders, innovators, and visionaries in the insurance field. All I can think about is two things, two things of popular culture. Okay. John Cena, uh, SNL skit where he's the Alabama football player. Okay. And then I could think of uh, Along Came Polly. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yes. I was 100% thinking that yeah uh, because it's like man i i would love to be the risk adjuster that gets in the hall of fame right 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 <laughs> or the guy the alec baldwin character God. oh yeah yeah <laughs> or, uh, i'm a i'm a hall of fame actuary like yeah. <laughs> what do you got uh no one died and i didn't have any i didn't have any payouts <laughs> like what's a perfect game in the insurance game like, yeah no payouts or a lot of payouts, and like, and they have memorabilia, they have things. So it's like, what do they take? Because I mean, a, a policy is not a tangible thing, right, right, right. So, like, are they taking like Bob Johnson's, you know, paperweight? <laughs> the paperweight he wrote when he signed that policy for somebody. Sure, exactly. <laughs> and then what's the trophy for the insurance? Like, is it like a? Is it a like a? 
you know, a cashmere pullover and then something <laughs> from the executive green yeah. belt collection. Yeah. You get to you get to buy any of the gifts at the uh, hundred dollar level or below. At Skywall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, I that's a that's a wild one. I one I can't. There's I'm going to go to Alabama this summer uh, to go to a minor league baseball Bama. game. Um, but outside of that, I don't have any reason to really ever go to Alabama and the insurance hall of fame is not going to get me there. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that one. Um, one that we could have gone to, um, a giant carrot hall very recently, the pinball hall of fame. Really? Isn't that here in Chicago? No, it's in Vegas. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I've heard about that. Like the reason I thought it was in Chicago is one of the original pinball, uh, like really like the man, not the manufacturers, like Bally entertainment. Sure. A lot of the pinball stuff. Like used to make them here, uh, okay. And like the, one of the guys who does the restoration, like the chief mechanics who did the restoration, gotcha. For them like does it, so that's why you see a lot of them in certain bars and stuff here. But gotcha. yeah, that makes sense that it's there. Yeah, and so uh, and that then, one actually I think would be fairly cool about to check the out. National uh, All You Can Eat Shrimp Hall of Fame. <laughs> well, you'd be uh, inducted in the inaugural class, I think. No, that's the <laughs> I need some Pepsi AC Hall of Fame. <laughs> uh, well, you, there you could be both. Can you not? <laughs> You feel shame. <laughs> Two minutes um, in the box. So then there, so there's the Pinball Hall of Fame, which I would like to check out. The uh, National Mining Hall of Fame in Leadville, Colorado. Interesting. Yeah. Mining for gold. It's in an old school, I think. It's seventy thousand square feet, which is. Are you sure a lot. it's just not like a mine? I have, you <laughs> know, I, I can't say for certain because I haven't been there. Right. Right. <laughs> um, World's the, largest thermometer. Yeah. No, I'm a. I one day. I will go on a road trip where I visit all world's largest attractions. On there, the trip? Yes, that's that'll be the purpose of the trip. Nice. There are a shit ton in Illinois. Really? In Missouri, yeah. Any good ones? Some interesting the ones. The world's largest Hall of Fame of Hall of Fames. They've got there there are a lot and I do I need to go see the world's largest ball of twine. For sure. Yeah. So, um so beyond that, uh we've got the uh, insurance Hall of Fame covered, the National Mining Hall of Fame covered. Um do you think that you belong in any Hall of Fames? Halls of Fame? I don't know. Maybe. Is that the yeah, that's gotta be the proper plural uh, version. Halls of Fame. Halls of Fame. Not Hall, Hall of Fames. Fames. Yeah. Yeah, because like you'd have it's one hall of multiple fames. Yes. Correct. So it would be all of them. I don't know. Maybe. Calls de sac. Calls de sac. <laughs> yeah, that's the proper plural of uh cul de sac. Okay. It's not cul de sacs. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. Damn French. <laughs> so what Hall of Fames do you think I should be in? Oh, that's a good question, Patrick. Is uh, that an existential question? Well, I question? think the I think the shrimp eating Hall of Fame. You <laughs> could you could make a case. Uh, now it depends on the voting process. If it's like the MLB Writers Association uh, or the Baseball Writers Association, you know, you might not be first ballot, but you know, third or fourth year, you might you know clear that seventy five percent threshold and make your way in. See, I need to have a good publicist. <laughs> <laughs> I love me some shrimp. Do you belong to any of like your high school hall of fames or anything like that? No, no, not even. I mean, because you had a you had a uh, athletic career, so yeah, Yeah. I did have an athletic career, but nothing that was uh, hall of fame worthy. No, couldn't get you up there with uh, some other elite athletes and talents. Nope. Yeah, I don't think I. I, No, I I don't see for myself. I don't think there are any. Maybe the Jackass Hall of Fame. So the oh, this podcast Hall of Fame of hosts. Yeah, well, that's a. That's yeah. a foregone conclusion. Yeah. First ballot guaranteed. <laughs> no, I, I won't. I won't clear the threshold. <laughs> um, we yeah, write and vote for Alf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, no, so I don't think there are any halls of fame that I belong to. Um, but I will say that I would like to go and explore some of the obscure ones because uh, you you learn you learn a little bit about the world and what people value. Uh, and I mean, if the insurance hall of fame came a knocking and I was in that industry, I think I would be happy to be in it. Well, what if the insurance hall of fame has something like a million dollar prize? Well, yeah, then fuck like a, yeah, so like be. a Nobel laureate. I'd I'd learn how to be an insurance person. Yeah, but for I sure. I need to know the criteria first because there's a lot of people that sell insurance. <laughs> there, there definitely are. Uh, I don't want to get fixated on the insurance because you know why? Why limit myself? I could be. What if I sold insurance for RVs and motorhomes? <laughs> and then you just get in both. Get no, get in both. Yep, twofer. <laughs> <laughs> same ballot held at the same Hilton. Would you put that on your LinkedIn? I'm a horse owner, so yeah. yeah. So you you would add it just in the same manner, yeah. I, I'd probably, you know, if it's kitschy enough. Okay. You know, thoroughbred owner. <laughs> Maybe my horse became part of IKEA's uh, you know, <laughs> <Meeples>. flavor offerings. <laughs> I, I hope not, but that's entirely possible the way that thing ran. <laughs> All right, Patrick. Well, that I think that's enough for today. So why don't you uh, roll us out with uh, where people can find us awesome. on, on the web? Steve, thank you again for being here in person. Uh, again, people, if you haven't know, done so, this internet is a thing. You call Comcast. Ooh, the internet of things. Yeah, it's kind of tough to tell us where to find us on the internet if you're not on the internet because we're broadcasting over the internet. <laughs> but we're going to take and figure that one out. But you can find us at ohthispodcast.com. All of our show, previous shows up there from season, uh, from year one are there. 40 magical episodes. Time Life presents <laughs> all these magical classics of all this podcast hits, uh, deep cuts only. Um, but we are also on Facebook, Twitter. The social media is alike. If you haven't done so and you choose to support the show, do us a favor. Share it out to people. Share us out. Yeah. Just like in the real world. Just like go up to someone and say, hey, you like this podcast. Listen to it. Mm-hmm. And just like do that on the street, on the train, anywhere you're going. But and if I mean, if enough people want, we'll start talking about insurance and hopefully be the first podcast to get in the insurance hall of fame. Yeah. And if anybody wants some AOL discs of the podcast, I can totally make <laughs> it. You know, I got I got a CD burner. I can figure that shit out. So <laughs> uh, until next time, I'm Steve. I'm Patrick. And we are out. Out.